Hello, baseball fans. Welcome to Sully Baseball Daily, the podcast we talk about baseball 365 days a year, unless it's a leap year. Then we're going to do another one. I've been doing this every single day since October 24th, 2012, and I am dropping this on the 5th day of December 2016, and I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. I'm recording this inside the Sully Baseball Studio in Pasadena, California, overlooking the historic Rose Bowl. I'm actually here. My kids have a play date. They, I have twin boys and another set of twins. There are two sets of twins having a play date in my house right now. And I am being a good daddy. I'm letting them play. They're playing in the backyard. They're playing, they're playing Star Wars. They're each taking their own role here. Uh, but I found out, I didn't know this. Maybe you did. I didn't know this that there was going to be the announcement of one of the committees were making an announcement of the Hall of Fame, which I thought this was happening on Monday. And it's happening, it's going to happen now. I got MLB Network on. I'm not watching the Raiders and the Bills. I'm not watching the, um, what's the other game going on now? The, I think it's the Giants and the Steelers, I think, are going on. I don't have anything else going on. I got MLB Network on. They're going to announce who is getting into the Hall of Fame based upon this, the, the itty-bitty committee. I don't know what committee it is right now. But they're doing things. They're in, in Washington right now. And there is the chance that they're going to announce that Bud Selig would get into the Hall of Fame, which I think is... Um, I, well, I was the, it was a subject of yesterday's podcast. I understand. I'm not so close-minded that I don't understand the reasons to put him in. I just think the reasons to not put him in so outweigh the reasons to put him in that it doesn't make sense it, that we are going to have a Hall of Fame that would honor Kennesaw Mountain Landis, who made sure the game was segregated for as long as he could, for Bowie Kuhn, who did everything in his power to have the game rip apart under his watch for money reasons, and to have Bud Selig, who colluded and was this sleazy schemer his entire career, uh, and to honor them and to not honor a Marvin Miller, to not honor a Buck O'Neill, hell, to not honor a Bonds or a Clemens is bananas to me. You know, say what you will about Bonds, say what you will about Clemens. When did they collude? When did they collude to make the game worse, to do things that, you, that I mean, I'm sorry, I don't put performance-enhancing drugs in the same category as collusion. Collusion's worse. Collusion is making a choice to do something that makes the game worse as opposed to trying to get an edge to win. Anyway, I'm going to pause right now. I'm going to see what's going on here. We, we have, who is this here? Who is this? It looks like... Um, uh, Lauren, I never remember, Lauren Shiati and Ken Rosenthal are talking right now, and we're going to find out what's going to happen. So uh, this is going to be one of those episodes where I come back and on and back and on back and on. Uh, and I guess they're talking about the CBA right now, but we're going to find out about this Hall of Fame thing. Otherwise, I just completely misread one of the tweets. Okay, they're going to do the Today's Game announcement. That's the name of the committee there. So, Harold Baines, no, Albert Bell, Will Clark, Will Horsheiser, Mark McGuire, Davey Johnson, Lou Pinella, Sheerholt, Steinbrenner, and Selig. Of that group, 
Uh, I I have no problem with Davy Johnson or Lou Pinella getting in or John Sheerholtz. Uh, if McGuire gets in, I'll shrug. Fine, whatever. Uh, Selig and Steinbrenner, no, because of the role in collusion. So let's see what happened here. Here we go. Today's meeting, Greg, the first of two elections to determine who, who will comprise the Hall of Fame class of 2017. All right, this suit is yam, yammering, Jeff Edelson, Edelson, president of the Hall of Fame. Here comes the, here comes the play date. Uh, he's talking about the he's talking about the committee there. Meanwhile, my son and his friend are walking past. They got their lightsabers. So a lot of people are. All right, fine, fine, fine. We got a nice committee here. We got a nice committee. Let's see what we got. So it's a 16-member committee. Okay, let's let's start from 88 to present. And three executives. Now let's get to it. Let's see if any of them got in. Okay, here we go. The announcement is being made. Are you in Solid Baseball Daily? Yeah, I am. All right, hold on. Let's see who's in it. Let's see who's in this here. They're opening up the envelope. The election results are. What is this? Announcement of the Hall of Fame here. Looks like we have some exciting news, Greg. Uh oh. Today's game era committee has elected two new members. Two members of the Hall of Fame, they are. Our first member of the Hall of Fame class of 2017 has spent the last half century building winning teams. He broke in with the Orioles in 1966. Okay, it looks like John Sherholtz. John Sherholtz. I have no problem with John Sherholtz. He was uh, he was the general manager of the Royals and Braves. Did a great job. There you go. All right. So, so John Sherholtz. He's a he's a good solid. But now, what I don't want, buddy, and with my buddy Aiden here. Donald Trump. No, not Donald Trump, <laughs> but uh, Alan Bud Selig. What's wrong with him? Does he have a butt that's sealed? Yeah. He's uh, constipated. Hold on. Uh, because he he did a, he did some illegal things, and I didn't like that. So okay, so they. No, I'm not gonna hunt them down. I'm not gonna hunt them. What? No. Okay, so John Sherholtz is in the Hall of Fame. That's pretty good. So that means, so that means we are not gonna have. Okay, if this is Selig, if this is Selig, I'll flip out. If it's Bud Selig, I'm going to flip out. It's Bud Selig. I'm just mad. I'm mad. Bud Selig? Did someone seal up his butt? Oh, it's too late. There you go. I am just disgusted. I'm disgusted that the the uh, so they're not mentioning the collusion. They're not mentioning oh, Willie Mays. Willie Mays is in the Hall of Fame. Don't worry. Well, then why can't they put him in twice? Do you know what? I would rather. Yeah, it's a good point. I would rather they put him in twice. We'd be better off having two Willie Mays plaques in there than one Bud Selig plaque in there. I mean, they should put him in the Hall of Shame. Oh, absolutely. Is there a Hall of Shame? There should be a Hall of Shame. I put Bud Selig right in there. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I can't even look at this. I'm gonna turn it off. I'm turning it off. Too much TV about bad baseball players is bad for you. Yeah, go play. 
Oh yeah, yeah. So there you go. I'm not even gonna wait to see the adulation of Bud Selig being in the Hall of Fame. I've walked outside. My neighbors are gonna think I'm bananas, and I don't really care. So there you have it, folks. The Hall of Fame is uh, if they're starting to do things like say, "Hey, Bud Selig's a Hall of Famer," we'll put him alongside, you know, Kennesaw Mountain Landis. We'll put him alongside Tom Yawkey. We're putting alongside these people. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes, you can point to the positive things he did as the commissioner of baseball. But you can also point to the way he got to the commissioner of baseball. And you can also point to the things that he did that was illegal and that made the game worse. Absolutely did. And you could say they even each other out. I'll listen to someone saying they even each other out, but this is not the hall of people who have evened each other out. This is supposedly the highest honor you get in baseball. And, you know, I I hate to say this because, you know, I hear people say this about the Academy Awards, and I get super into the Academy Awards, but I don't get as into the Oscars as I used to because I don't go to the movies as often as I used to. And I also see the majority of the really good writers and producers and, and essentially filmmakers moving to television as opposed to movies. So the Oscars kind of mean a little less than they used to in my eyes. And the Hall of Fame is starting to fall into those category as well. You know, if more and more you have someone in the Hall of Fame that you really believe does not belong to be in, does not belong in there, that you don't think exemplifies the game at its best. And there are some names in there. We should have ceremonies where we remove some of these. I mean, I'm sorry. I keep bringing up Tom Yawkey. Tom Yawkey did so many things that were so damaging to the Red Sox, to baseball, and let's face it, morality. As the owner of the Red Sox, I would argue he's one of the worst owners in the history of baseball. And that he's honored for reasons that no one could ever explain to me. He's honored in freaking Cooperstown. You know, I mean, why why Bowie Kuhn, who did write back to me, when I wrote him a letter in 1981, he wrote back to me. But the fact that he had that much time on his hands while his game was floundering around him uh, may have showed a little something about his priorities. He's in there. Buck O'Neill isn't. Really? Marvin Miller isn't. Now, I understand why Pete Rose isn't, but I understand a little less now. I've said in the past that if they made the decision to reinstate Pete and put him in the Hall of Fame, I wouldn't protest, I wouldn't be angry. You know, I understand why he has been suspended. I understand why that suspension has kept him out of the Hall of Fame. But I do not understand how you can have Bud Seal again and not Pete Rose. When the mindset of what keeps Pete Rose out is that he did things that make you wonder about the integrity of the game and whether or not the game was played on the level. And then we're going to put Bud Selig in there. You know, in the end, it's not going to cramp my day. In the end, it isn't going to ruin my life. 
The kids still love me. Still live in a nice town. Still have good friends and good family. And do you know what? Baseball, the ever-resilient game, will carry on. And if I go to Cooperstown, and I'd like to go back there eventually, uh, I've only been to the Hall of Fame once, and that was in 1986. Someday I'd like to go back to Cooperstown. And do you know what? I just won't look at Bud Selig's plaque. I won't look at Tom Yawkey's plaque. I won't look at... Judge Landis's plaque or Bowie Coons's plaque. I'll just move on to the ones that I really feel deserve to be honored. But I'm having a harder and harder time hearing the phrase Hall of Famer and having it have the same reverence, similar to the Academy Awards, when I know that they're worthwhile people who have never won or never even been nominated, and there's some much lesser people that are like, really? They, they have an Oscar? And... This person doesn't? I have only one more Oscar nomination than Harvey Keitel? <laughs> you know, I mean, there's some weird things in the Academy Awards. You know, there's some weird... I have, I have more... I have the same number of Oscar nominations as Edward G. Robinson and Joseph Cotton and Alan Rickman. Really? I, I, the, the, seriously? The, honestly? That's where we are. And the fact that we can tell people, so like, oh, don't collude. Don't do things that make the game less. Then, you know, and at the same time, honor Bud Selig. I don't understand what that name Hall of Famer means. Barry Bonds never colluded. Roger Clemens never colluded. Hell, Mark McGuire never colluded. You want to talk about bringing the game back. McGuire was on that ballot. How much did that game come back because of the genius of Alan Bud Selig? And how much did it come back because a lot of people got hooked on the McGuire-Sosa home run chase? Seriously. I was there in 1988. Say what you will about the chase. Say what you will about how fake or phony it was. It was exciting while it was happening. The excitement was real, the interest was real, and the feelings that people had when they watched the game, that was real, but Bud Selig is getting credit for the rejuvenation of the game? Seriously? That's what we're doing? That's that's the narrative we're going to have right now? That's what we're going to say happened in baseball? And we're going to have to play that narrative for all time? You know what? It makes you look at some of the previous narratives that we're just taking for granted. When my father got his master's degree at Wesleyan, he wrote his thesis about historical verification. Basically, like, it boils down to, we read a history book, how do we know that's what really happened? How do we know? What are we doing to verify it? And how much are we being told a story at this point and that story being carried out for all time? And I'm thinking about that right now. Future generations are going to look at Bud Selig, Hall of Famer Bud Selig, and think about where he stands in terms of the saving of the game, his innovation saved the game, his forward thinking saved the game. 
and how much of the story of his role in so many of those elements that took place in the late 60s, 70s, 80s, into the 90s, before his little cabal took over the commissionership, how much of that is going to be written? How much of that is going to be recorded? How much of that are we going to look at and say, well, you know, there was some stuff going on. He did so many great things. Or will those things never even be recorded? Will the story be, he did this, he did that, and that become the only thing, and therefore his legacy is this great legacy of this nice, humble man in Milwaukee who was the owner of the Brewers and ultimately the commissioner of the baseball and da-da-da-da-da. Maybe that's one of the purposes of me doing this podcast from now on is to say, hey, why don't we record what really happened? Revisionist history is a dangerous thing because revisionist history can become the only history, becomes the only thing that is recorded. Bud Selig did do some good things for baseball. He did some terrible things for baseball. And I think that if you look at the spectrum of what Bud Selig did, you might be able, the best case scenario is you say it's a wash. And let me ask you a question. You, my readers, my listeners. And, and please respond back via the Twitter and let me know what you think about this, this question I'm about to ask you. Why is Bud Selig in there and not George Steinbrenner? Seriously. Why not George Steinbrenner? Well, things that George Steinbrenner did, you could, I've made the case, did a lot of things that improved baseball. First of all, he took the New York Yankees, who, lest we forget, when he took over the team, were floundering. They were a shell of their former self and slowly falling into irrelevanceville. He took over the team. He embraced free agency, was the first to embrace free agency, and made the Yankees exciting again and fun again and turned the Yankees back into a powerhouse. You could say that narrative about George Steinberg. Absolutely you could. And you could say that when baseball exploded again, that the times when baseball's interest started peaking in the late 70s and in the late, in the late 90s, happened to coincide when Steinbrenner's Yankees were going bananas and becoming great again. So if you can make that kind of narrative for Selig, why can't you for Steinbrenner? Now, of course, you have to also look at the whole picture. There were years and years and years where Steinbrenner's meddling kept them from being a champion. There were times that his overmanagement of the team was what ruined them. And you also take a look at Howie Spira and the fact that he was suspended twice and hiring investigators to follow Dave Winfield and doing all sorts of crazy crap. Yeah, that's why he's not in. Because people looked at the whole picture. And you can also say that the great times that he had with the team in the late 70s was because Gabe Paul put together a tremendous team and fleeced the Cleveland Indians. And you could say the great teams they put together with Jeter, Posada, Pettit, Rivera, Bernie Williams, and all of them was more because of 
the Stick Michael rebuilding the team with Buck Showalter while Steinbrenner was suspended again, and Steinbrenner had the, the opportunity to trade away Bernie Williams and Derek Jeter and Mariano Rivera and everyone like that. You looked at the whole picture with Steinbrenner, but the whole picture was not looked at with Selig. This is revisionist history, and now Bud Selig is in the Hall of Fame. And, and from this day forward, Hall of Famer Bud Selig. I mean, even saying that makes me vomit in my mouth. So, voters, you have a job to do. Who was one of the people who was affected by collusion? Well, actually, helped defeat collusion because he came back and was better than ever, even though he was colluded and his chance to get a huge contract was pulled away from him, from Bud Selig, Steinbrenner, and the other co-conspirators. Tim Raines. I'd like to see him on 100% of the ballot, but if he's not in the Hall of Fame, and Selig is, I've got a big problem. And I already have a big problem with the pearl-grabbing and the hand-wringing and the morality. Oh, what are we going to do? Can we really have Bonds and Clemens in the Hall of Fame? Oh, I have the, I have the vapors. I need to lie down. Oh, but you put in Bud Selig? Seriously? Seriously. I don't want to hear it. I want Bonds in. I want Clemens in. If Selig can take credit for the economic boom in the game that was partially fueled by the steroid era, then, then let me tell you, cousin, I expect Bonds and Clemens in there pronto. Not in five years not on the last ballot. Now, putting Selig in, who colluded, who did things to make the game worse. What he did was worse than anything Bonds and Clemens ever did. You want to wring your hands about some of the other candidates? You want to debate whether or not we should have Manny Ramirez or, or Rafael Palmeiro or even Pudge Rodriguez in there or Canseco for that matter? Fine. Have that debate. Put Bonds and Clemens in immediately. You have no argument. The precedent has been set. I don't want to hear about back acne on Bud Selig. We already know what he did. A court of law found him guilty of it. And now he's in the Hall of Freaking Fame. So as I've walked outside in my front yard... And God knows what those kids are doing inside my house. I should probably become a halfway decent parent. And so with that in mind, go to SullyBaseball.com. Ooh, a plane's flying overhead. I'm not even going to cut that out. Go to SullyBaseball.com. Like me on Facebook, subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, Instagram. I'm everywhere. The music is by Ted Thacker and Patrick Kaliski. Shaking my head at this disgusting news about Bud Selig. This has been the Solid Baseball Daily Podcast for the fifth day of December 2016. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Hell, put me in the Hall of Fame, and you can call me Sully.